From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Restoration Projects. Most Christians believe that their deity wants to restore people. Restore them to what? They believe they get restored back into or deeper into a relationship with Yahweh, the guy who is willing to torture you forever if you don't love him back. Is the Christian deity actively at work restoring his children? If so, then why is he ignoring the children dying of disease or being assaulted in his own house? Free will? How does that work? He's willing to interact and manipulate events so that people will come into a relationship with him, yet he completely ignores the most egregious acts humanity has to offer. What kind of monster prioritizes praise and worship over compassion and protection? Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is Christian podcaster, author, and counselor, Chris Bruno. Welcome to the show, Chris. It's so great to be here. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about what you do? Yes. Well, I am a counselor. I organize, uh, I am leading an organization, actually two organizations. One's called Restory Counseling, and we are in Northern Colorado and also across the country. And then uh, we, uh, I run an organization called Restoration Project, which is a ministry to men. So those are the two things that really fill my time. Gotcha. What's this Restoration Project about? Restoration Project, like we envision a world of restored men. So uh, what that means to me is that a restored man is someone who is engaging their own heart and working on healing the wounds of their life. They're knowing who God is uh, truly and deeply. And then third, we are bringing restoration to the world around us. So uh, that is what our focus is. We do a lot of work in the areas of fatherhood mm. and brotherhood and in understanding our sonship of God. So those are kind of the three departments, if you will, categories that we address uh, mm. as we go about accomplishing that vision. Interesting. So you did mention you you teach, not really teach, I guess you help them know God. Explain that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, one of the categories that we find uh, that a lot of men don't understand, a lot of people don't understand a lot is who we are as sons and daughters of God. And so in the, in the journey of our resources and the experiences and retreats that we do and all that, we are, we are inviting people into uh, a deeper understanding of the relational aspect of God, the presence of God, understanding mm. more of who God designed them to be before they even started walking the planet. Uh, you know, just that, that aspect of his, his idea of who we were meant to be. Um, and then all of the work of, of healing the the wounds that we experience through life right like we just all have yeah. tragedies and traumas that come along and so we've got to do some of that work of healing and uh he's definitely involved in, in part uh, he, the the healer uh, in the process 
the healer. So God is the healer in the process. Yes. And, and so what is your guys' role as far as helping people understand God? Like, what do you use? How, how do you do that? Well, the people that we engage with, honestly, are coming from all different kinds of backgrounds, all different kinds of church, you know, backgrounds. Uh, some, most of them are believers in some way, but most of them are coming from, you know, like I said, a whole variety of places. Mm. So what we are helping them do is not teaching about theology necessarily, not kind of mm. bringing a specific specific belief structure um, other than what I call a hermeneutic of kindness. Okay. Uh, which is where, a hermeneutic, <laughs> okay. A hermeneutic is uh, how you read the Bible, kind of the lens yeah. through which you read the Bible uh, and your interpretation of it, your interpretation. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, our, our hermeneutic, our posture, our approach is that God is a God of kindness and kindness is, uh, is not nice. Okay. It's a very different thing. Uh, okay. Nice, like uh, polite, and you're just kind of a nice guy, but a kind person uh-huh. is one that uh, is the blend of strength and tenderness where both of those things are present. So kindness is at the intersection of strength and tenderness. And Psalm 62 is one that I talk about a lot because it talk, it's that God, you, O oh God, are a God of strength or power, and you, O oh God, are a God of tenderness. Uh, and depending on the version, you know, translation that you're using, those words mm-hmm. are a little bit different. Power, strength, tenderness, mercy, like whatever kind of language. So goes. mercy kind of falls into that category. Yeah, mercy falls into gotcha. that. Uh, loving kindness, uh, tenderheartedness, you know, gracious, those uh-huh. kinds of things. So kindness in, in my mind, in our minds, is that intersection of strength that shows up and mm-hmm. says, hey, I am here. I have, I have, you know, power. I have strength. I have, I, I am bringing myself to this and I am also not going to take your head off. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's this sense of like the gentleness of God huh. is, is not, uh, it, a, it's not opposed to the, the strength and power of God. It's part of, it's part of those things. And even in Romans, it talks about how it is, you know, the, it is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. It is the kindness of God that brings about transformation and change. Huh. Uh, and, uh, and many of us don't remember that many of us don't know that many of us don't have an experience of that. Is, and then, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Is there is there? A, thank you for that. Is there a, a certain verse you can point to that that shows this this kindness? That shows the kind. Well, I mean, I just mentioned Romans that talks about Paul talks about it as the kindness of God. It's not the law. His whole the whole treatise of Romans is about it's not the law yeah. that brings us into relationship with God. It is the kindness that invites us into into repentance. But is there like a, a, a an example? There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. An example of God's kindness you can think of in the Bible. Oh man, there are so many. Um, uh, I love going to the places where uh, where Jesus is actually engaging and interacting with people. Yeah, well, um, specifically Yahweh. Jesus is Yahweh. Yes, I mean same guy, planet Earth and whatnot. But like God specifically, is, is yeah. there a a a story or a verse you can reference that would show me His kindness? Show sure. me that love. Yes. The first, there's this, like I said, there's several that come to mind. Um, we could go any direction you want to go. Hmm. One of them is with the, uh, what we typically call the woman caught in adultery. Okay. Right? And where this woman is brought before Jesus and the- Jesus again, though. But what about God? God, Yahweh himself, specifically God. Is there a story you can think of with, with God? Not Jesus, but God. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's the kindness of God that brings the Israelites out of slavery. It is the kindness of God that opens the Dead Sea. It is the kindness of God that provides gotcha. the in the entire journey from the garden to uh the the end of the world. Um that is just going to all those points, man. I love it. <laughs> it, it, is, it is the kindness of God that um asks the question huh. of Adam and Eve, not uh, not what did you do, but he asks, where did you go? His concern. How was, is that the kindness? Explain that one. That's a good one. Yeah, his his because I believe that the the concern of God is yes, sin is an issue. Uh-huh. But the greater concern it, from just reading that scripture, reading that passage is, is the loss of relationship. It's the loss of connection. It's the loss of intimacy between God and, and humans. Well, how did we lose that? Where, I don't see that intimacy loss there. What, explain that to me. The intimacy was lost in the sense of they turned, they turned away from him. They chose hmm. their own path. They, they chose... Uh, to not fully believe what he had told them, he you know about himself, uh, and then there's you know the so distrust, distrust, and then they hid from him. When they What's that? So they were distrustful of him, where they didn't trust mm-hmm. his words. They they believed the snake, uh, the mm-hmm. snake that God led in, the, yep. the snake that God knew would convince his creatures to partake. Um, so as far as I see, the whole thing's kind of a setup. Um, mm. The trees, the snake, I, I go to, um, my example is kind of a gummy worm. Uh, you put a gummy worm in the middle of a daycare. That's kind of what it is with these, these, these kids. They, they don't know right from wrong. They don't have that knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. So me telling my kids who don't have knowledge of good and evil not to do something mm-hmm. and then to punish them for eternity for it is kind of how I see it. A little unfair, a little mm-hmm. unjust. I don't see that as kindness. I see, I see that as impatience. Uh, lashing out irrationally. I mean, he he curses the snake for crying out loud. Like <laughs> he says, you're cursed above all livestock. Why are you cursing livestock? Calm down. Holy cow. They just ate a fruit, man. That gave them knowledge, uh, which he knew was going to happen anyways. Right. I mean, God knows everything. God created the trees. He put them there on purpose because he knew that the snake would convince them. Yes. So I, I don't really see the, the, the kindness and the patience in that story itself. Did God have a choice when it came to placing his trees in the middle of the garden? Oh, absolutely. He had a choice. So he did it on purpose. Absolutely. So why would he place trees he knew would cause the fall of man right in the middle of a daycare, essentially? The the part that comes to me in, in that conversation is, again, it is about the relationship with humans. Relationship, okay. It's about the relationship with humans. It's not about the sin. It's not about the fall of man and mm-hmm. condemnation for eternity and all the things that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. It is about the desire for relationship. And so he can't have a relationship if they eat the fruit? No, Or he's yeah. just so upset that he just refuses to have a relationship with them? How's that I work? think he doesn't. I don't think he refuses to do anything. Okay. Well, he refuses to forgive people without bloodshed. Hebrews 9.22, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So, I mean, he he wants bloodshed at some point. I mean, he, he designed this entire system to be this way. This is how God wants things. If this is not how God wants things, God would have made it a different way. Right? Sure. Yeah. 
So I, I don't see that as a good thing. I don't see that as kind, caring, patient, rational. <laughs> and then you, you, you go ahead. Go ahead. What do you see it as? Well, I, I see it as kind of monstrous, honestly. Um, if if I were to punish my kids for eternity for one thing they did, the very first thing they did wrong, mm-hmm. I mean, that wouldn't be very fair to them. Especially if I cursed the dog because the dog somehow convinced them to do something wrong. Like, what a thing. Like, I, I don't see that as a rational option um, at yeah. all. I mean, you've said a couple times cursed for eternity. I mean, that's, yeah. that's an assumption that you're making of my perspective. Ah, ah, no, I love it. So what do you think? How long does the curse last and how how did that work for you? Well, again, you're assuming that the curse was some kind of distance from relationship. Mm, Not really distance from relationship. I'm just saying it's a bad thing, like to curse people from that. Well, okay, so I like your relationship idea. Let's go there. Let's go with that. So God wants this relationship with us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But he sets things in motion knowing that it would cause a break in our relationship with him. He knew. He knew exactly what this this would cause. So we can't have a relationship with him now because he put the trees there on purpose. Do you see where I'm going with this? Does that make sense? Uh, I understand the logic flow of where you're headed. Uh-huh. Um, and I am not uh, of the opinion that he put the tree there so that we could not have a relationship. Well, he knew what would happen. So why did he put the trees there then? Because he was creating the world. But with dangerous trees that would cause the fall of man. Well, again, the fall of man is a participation in the choice to turn. But but if if God knows the choice that's already going to be made, Is there really a choice at that point? Do we really have a choice? If God knows exactly what to set in front of us to make us make those choices and he's doing it, this is all part of his plan. Are we really free to make those choices? That's a valid question. Hmm. And I don't know that I am smart enough to know the answer. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate you trying anyways, at least. (laughs) Because because here's the thing is that... um, I mean, it's it it's clear. Well, it's clear to me on what some of the logical uh, and probably what your your perspectives are and your experiences of what people do believe. And it sounds like your concern is the setup of God to to what people are. Believing. Right now, it is. Yeah, I mean, I got lots of concerns, but um, this conversation is particularly we're we're yeah. narrowing down that one. Yeah, for sure, hundred yeah. percent. So what is your perspective on kindness? Kindness. Well, I don't think slaughtering the innocent is kindness. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. And God requires the death of the innocent so he can forgive the guilty. The guilty, he essentially set up. He set this in motion so that these people would be guilty for eternity. He he wants praise and worship. He says so in Isaiah. He created these people to form. He formed these people so that he will get worship. What happens in heaven? 24-7, God gets worshipped. That's kind of his thing. It's kind of his thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, as far as I see it, he set this whole thing in motion so that he can get worship. Mm-hmm. And and he sat in eternity thinking and plotting and planning, and then he put his plan into motion. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Doctor Strange. You know, he can see everything that's going to happen, but he doesn't have the time stone. He can just, he can just do it without the time stone. <laughs> that's kind of how I see it. And then he set the things in motion he wanted to happen. He could have had it any way he wanted. 
He could have made kids immune to cancer. But, I mean, he decided, no, that's not going to happen because free will. Right. <laughs> so how does that work for you? I would agree that that's very problematic. Hmm. It's very problematic. Yeah. Yeah. God knows and still did. And we still, and we have all these horrible things. So mm-hmm. as, as far as um, evil in the world, let's just say ki- kids with cancer. Where do you think that comes from? Where does evil come from or cancer come from? Kids and cancer. Both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> both are pretty bad. I think it comes from just by nature of being nature in the world. Nature of being in the world. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And God created the world this way so that we would have the evil and kids and cancer. Yeah. I mean, I, I wrestle with these questions a lot in the, and, and, and not coming up with clear answers um, in the work that I do as a therapist, I am engaging with people in their deepest, uh, most traumatic moments, vulnerable, yeah. vulnerable moments. And very much having those questions of like, why, if God knew, why did he let this happen? Or why did he set this up to happen? And and that's where I'm like, I honestly don't know that I have the answers to that. I love that answer, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> the, I don't know. It's because we don't know. We, we don't. don't. Yeah. And it's, it's and, and if anybody just says they're just speculating at that point, because they don't really know. But I appreciate that. Thank you. The I don't know yeah. is my favorite answer. Um, but would you choose to to make things this way? Would you choose to slaughter the innocent to forgive the guilty? Would that be something Chris would do? No. Why not? Because the innocent are innocent. Yeah. We, we probably shouldn't be slaughtering the innocent. <laughs> I appreciate that answer. Great answer. <laughs> so is there, like, besides this obvious issue, are there any other issues that you have with the Bible or God in general? Uh, several, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're all throughout the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. All throughout, yeah, the, all throughout, all throughout our human understanding of what is this actual scripture. Yeah. What is, who is God? Where did he come from? What is he? Is he all of those questions for sure? Is he? <laughs> So you, you mentioned earlier, um, you help people get to know God. Now, how do you know God? Is it through the Bible or is there another way you get to know God? That's a great question. Um, yes, it would be through some of the, from the Bible. Uh, I think it's also through an understanding of the world, nature, other humans, Mm. uh, the greater universe of just like what is out there, Mm. uh, I live in Colorado, and so engaging with the the mountains uh, huh. is is all of the things you know are how do I know God? Uh, how do I know you other than in, in engaging with you? In yeah, some yeah. Way. So, so you engage with God to know through it, the mountains. Yeah, how does that work? Yeah, by climbing them. Oh, by oh. At them, by, ah. by interesting. Walking. Yeah. So, so nature helps you get closer to God. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you were to walk through a cancer ward in a children's hospital, mm-hmm. that wouldn't help you get closer to God? Oh, yeah, it would. How would that help you get closer to God? Is he present in that room? Is he, is he there? I believe he is. He's there. And he's capable of healing every single one of them without any work. 
I believe he is. Yeah. Why doesn't he? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> no, we don't know. But why wouldn't he? He does. He wants to help out. He loves his kids. He doesn't want to see us suffer, right? Mm -hmm. But yet he allows it. Does he cause it or does he allow it? Like, how does that work for you? That's another I don't know. Uh, well, it's true. We don't know. <laughs> and and I am probably, I don't know about your other guests, but I'm probably more willing to sit in the midst of the I don't know tension. Mm. Right? Because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know on, you know, the couch behind me why those trauma stories are happening, why cancer is happening, why my last week my friend's daughter attempted suicide um why you know all of those i don't have answers to that yeah all with a loving god that wants the best for us that just watches mm -hmm. yeah it, it just doesn't add up for me man it just doesn't add up i mean you've got this relationship with this most powerful being in the entire universe and he and he's there in the kid's cancer ward but he does nothing he doesn't i don't know that he doesn't do nothing but he doesn't do what many of us would expect. What's needed. What's needed. Yeah. He needs to cure those kids so they can have a happy life. Sure. So they can have a relationship with him in their life. You know, that's what he wants, right? Yeah. yeah. Difficult. It's difficult to have a God like that. And that doesn't help out. Um, Satan. Is Satan a real thing? Do you, do you believe in Satan? I do believe in evil. Yes. Evil Satan. Same guy. Or yes. how's that work for you? I think evil is the greater category and Satan is a part of that. Gotcha. Satan is a part of it. Who created Satan? God did. Did God know what Satan was going to do? Yes. Would you create a bad guy on purpose? No. Why? Because he's bad. Because he's bad, right? <laughs> and then you wouldn't release him upon your children and say, free will. I mean, no. No, <laughs> I would hope not. Anyways, I would hope not, Chris. <laughs> See, there's just so many things that don't add up to me. Like, um, it just it just doesn't. Add. You you did mention. Sorry, I'm talking a lot here, but you did mention the the slavery thing and uh, the Israelites and the slavery and how that was a good thing. That God helped them through that. Yeah, yeah. How did God choose to help them? Probably multiple ways. Times along the way. Death. Death and destruction. He killed kids. God said, I'm going to kill a bunch of kids. That's how I'm going to help the Israelites get out of slavery. How long were they enslaved? 400 years. Mm -hmm. And this is the best plan he can come up with? Yeah. I don't see that as a good thing, Chris. <laughs> I, he came down and struck down all the firstborn kids in their beds while they were sleeping. Why? <laughs> Why? Again, good question. I don't know. It, it's so monstrous. It's so monstrous to me. I just don't see the good in that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Exodus 9, 16. He says he, he's doing this to show off his powers mm -hmm. so that his name will be proclaimed in all the earth. And then at one point it says the Egyptians are going to be believers in Yahweh. Well, that clearly didn't happen. They didn't like, oh my God, I'll put these false gods away. It's Yahweh's the real. No, that didn't happen. God said it was going to happen. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of, it's, it's just such a difficult thing to see as good. And I, I hear it all the time. Oh, it's such a wonderful story. Did you read the story? I mean, have you actually sat down and read that story? Especially the the, the Passover one. Man, what a thing. So monstrous. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was pretty bad. I mean, the flood was awful. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The flood. Holy cow. Why Damn. do you think he had to Damn do that? Awful. I mean, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Like the Bible is full of very, very, I don't know what word I would use. Hard stories. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> I think it's because the world is full of hard stories. World is full of hard, hard stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it was a modern, if it was modern literature, it would be about, like you said, the cancer wards. It would mm-hmm. be, it would be about the the places in the world where you know death and destruction is happening, and happens. It happens right. everywhere. It happens in those kinds of places too. And I think your questions are not wrong. Why? Where are you? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. And is it possible that we don't fully understand? Hmm. Yeah. I, so that's where I land. Is I, I why I said I feel like I have a little bit more space to be, live in the tension hmm. of I don't actually understand. And I think the kind of combative nature of trying to figure these things out and uh and label them and and name the logic kind of of it is hmm. beyond what i attempt to do hmm. thank so. you well you said you don't understand i i don't understand we all we, there's a lot of things in here we don't understand there that one <laughs> so <with Yeah>. that. <laughs> um so why why believe at that point which parts make sense and add up for you Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what makes sense to me is, so you mentioned, uh, that you have kids. Mm. Okay. Yes. Um, I know that I love them and there is evidence of love. I also know that they drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> no, right there with you, right there with you. And I, and I get angry and I, and do I know, or do I understand mm. love? Do I know or do I understand anger? And so why do I believe? Do I do I believe that I, you know, my wife loves me? Do you believe your wife loves you? Do you believe that your children love you? Um, I think it's more that interrelational experience of that that helps me believe that. It's true. There is love here. With your the inner relationship, well, you're talking about your kids or God at that point. The inner relationship, uh, relational, both, both. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, how does that work with God, though? In what way? Like in well, just, we can talk to our kids, we can talk to our wife, we can see their actions. Their actions show us that they are loving towards us. Our actions show us love towards our love towards them. Mm-hmm. But with Yahweh, He's invisible. He's mute. There's kids with cancer. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, it's if if audible is what you're looking for, you won't get that. Evidential, Evi- evidence, evi- mm, word there. <laughs> yeah, evidentiary or whatever the word there, is. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's not yeah. just me. Yeah, yeah. So some kind of evidence, like my again, physical contact, vision. You know these things, not just thoughts, because mm-hmm. essentially that's just what God is as a thought. Hmm. he's not an actual person sitting next to you helping you through this he's not there guiding you helping you holding you you know it's all i mean you can pretend he's doing that mm-hmm. but he's not actually there doing it and that's the difference between what we can do for our kids what we can do for our wives you know things mm-hmm. like that we can be there for them mm-hmm. god sends feelings 
He doesn't actually show up. Hmm. I don't see that as a as a healthy relationship. Yeah. Well, I think the perspective is just different. How is My that? Perspective is is the evidence of his uh, trees. I'm I'm breathing. There's a the there's a up. lot of creator deities out there, Chris. There's a ton of them. You've mm-hmm. picked this one who mm-hmm. drowns children, and 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 you have a relationship with him. <clears throat> How do you know it's him specifically? I don't. You don't. When we get to know God, though. How do we get to know God if we don't know it's him? Specifically. Yeah. My experience is through these things. It might not be yours. So you experience him how? How does it how does it work for you? How does that experience that relationship? I experience him as as present. I experience him in the sunrise. I experience him in the greeting of my daughter this morning. I experience him in... Explain that one. That's a good one. Explain that one. You experience him in the greeting of your daughter this morning. Yeah. That of who she is and the beauty of who she is. Huh. And the way she is, the character she has. The so you see God in the goodness of a child. hmm So who do you see when you look at like Pol Pot, Hitler? What do, you, what do you see when those people... Do you see God there? Possibly. How? In that, who, in their creation, in their being, and who they are, or were, um, was not always who they became. Why? Why do you think God allowed such monsters to? I mean, even exist for all. Like He knew they were going to be born. He created them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Satan. Same with Satan. Same with Satan. And to the same answer. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't make much sense though, Chris. I wouldn't do this kind of thing and call it love and free will. I mean, that's just yeah. You know, yeah. You're not wrong. It doesn't make sense. Hmm. You call them the healer several times. How does the healing part work? How what does God specifically do? Uh it kind of depends on what the wound is. So he can heal everything. Mm-hmm. He has that power. Except for amputees. He's yet to heal an amputee. Okay. Do you know why? No. Evidence. Because that would be evidence. That would be evidence that God did something or somebody did something. Look, holy cow, a regrown limb. God did something, you know, as opposed to, you know, things that could be just naturally happening. People get sick. People don't get sick. People get better. People get worse, you know, it just depends on the circumstances. I don't understand. Where's God in all of that? How do we know it's God and not just natural causes? Yeah, that's a great question. Hmm. We don't know. (laughs) So we don't know God. I mean, we don't know if it's him. We don't know if he's doing this. We we don't know why he did this. We don't know why he did that. Um, Prayer. Do you think that prayer helps the healing process? Um, I think... I would say that prayer is both a communication process with God and also Mm. something that happens even physiologically inside of us. Explain that. I think prayer and meditation, um, there's, I mean, 
evidence of what meditation does neurobiologically in in our bodies hmm. how whether we're meditating to anything or is it just yahweh specifically yeah to anything yeah yeah so not yahweh specifically so it could be any god it could be yeah. kalima the god that came before yahweh you know could be her we don't know we don't know she does the same thing apparently she's got uh she helps people out um gives them confidence stuff like that yeah. um so how do you know it's not kalima you're praying to We don't know. We don't know. That's what happens when it's an invisible friend. I mean, they just they, you don't know. <laughs> you just don't know who you're talking to at that point. How do you know it's not Satan tricking you this entire time? Ha yeah. ha This guy, he doesn't know. Ha <laughs> ha. I mean, there's so many possibilities there. You can go all kinds of different ways. You certainly could. So it confusing. Seems like, it seems like you have. <laughs> I got too many questions, man. Too many unanswered questions. And and God's not showing up to answer them for me. It's It's really weird. He wants yeah. to have a relationship with me, but he won't show up and answer my questions. Yeah. I'm doubting it. I'm doubting it there, Chris. I hear you. <laughs> so why are you a Christian? What what changed your mind or convinced you that this was the way to go? Um, well, I mean, so far, evidence is in this conversation that really nothing that I say will be valid for your for the answer for you. So huh. that that's where for me it is. I have experienced him. I have had a sense of what that feels like. And I have attributed that to who he is. Um, and that for me is sufficient. Gotcha. So, yeah. So Bible's true guy in there did the things he did flood and all that. You have a relationship with him, but you don't know for sure it's him there, but you're okay with it. And you're just going to accept it. Is that well, where we're at? I have more questions than I have answers. Yes. Good. Okay. Good. I have more yeah. questions than I have answers. And I have believe that there's a, a variety of original like places mm -hmm. to, to get that, get some answers. We're not I, what is the word I want to use? Um we're gonna call this episode what's that word? <laughs> I can't remember words today either. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, I mean there's the the Bible tells the tells a story of God. Mm -hmm. I think there are other ways for us to know him even without it. So to know him, mm -hmm. but we don't know this, if it's him to have the same kind of, well, and, and back to your point, is it yeah. these other deities? Is it not? Yeah. Is there, are there multiple deities? Are there one? Oh, and they're oh. in variety of things like all of that. Uh -huh. I would to be able to come to affirm. Hmm answer on all those things gotcha i love the i don't know's though chris i appreciate those yeah good. so you got a podcast tell us a little bit about your podcast um i actually don't have a podcast you so, don't i could have sworn i listened to a podcast today that had your name on there oh my uh, god the I, restoring thingy you don't have a restore yeah, podcast restory uh we used to have one so oh it's, so it's an older one okay 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 yeah gotcha so what happened there why'd you stop it was a lot of work <laughs> yes yes yeah. it is chris yes it is but that's fun i enjoy it but yeah no well you know i hope you pick it up again it's it's a fun fun hobby um but yeah so man okay we'll kind of close it out with the describing of god can you describe god your god specifically i'll go back to my word kindness 
kindness. I would describe love and and mercy uh-huh. as the primary ways that I would describe who he is. Gotcha. Even though you think the flood is real. Mm-hmm. Kindness. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So Second yes. <laughs> um, Samuel 12, 15 through 18. Do you remember the Bathsheba child? David mm-hmm. and Bathsheba's kid. Do you remember what happened to that kid? Oh, I think you could go to any number of stories throughout the scriptures. Lots of them. Yes. Tons of them where God slaughters children. Yes. He even does it out of jealousy. Do you think jealousy is a good thing? No. No. I don't think lashing out and uh, irrationally with jealousy is a good thing. Hosea 9.16, I was Slayer cherished offspring. Why? Because they worshiped the wrong God. So he killed their kids. Starved them, drowned them. It doesn't matter as long as he gets rid of the kids. I don't see that as a good thing, man. I don't see that as good. I don't see the good in those stories. You know, even the death of Jesus, he can, he again, he can forgive without bloodshed, but he chooses to kill the innocent to forgive the guilty. That's so weird to me. That's so weird. It just doesn't add up. <laughs> and when I, again, when I get all these things that don't add up, I'm just, I'm not going to fall in line and believe it. I'm going to question it. I'm going to doubt it. And then the dude never shows up. So, I mean, that's just on top of, on top of, on top of, on top of. And then he doesn't show up to my birthday party. Yeah. Great dad. What a great dad. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, I appreciate the time. Plug your stuff. Where can we find you at? Uh, restorationproject.net. Probably be the best place to go. Gotcha. All right, yeah. man. I appreciate your time. Any closing words? No. I, um, yeah, appreciate the conversation. All right, man. This has been fun. We'll talk to you later. Stay safe out there. We'll keep in touch, man. Take care. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? You like stickers? I got stickers. Bible says what.com. The Bible says what.com.